and welcome into a, another episode of the What's Life podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett, coming to you on a Sunday, uh, literally a last minute change because of uh, obvious reasons. Uh, the boys messaged me this afternoon and said they've got inside word on uh, the coaching situation at the moment at the club. So I said, look, let's get in early, get get it done. It's a bye week as well next week. And um, yeah, let's get the news out there before it's all, uh, it'll hit the papers and we'll kind of get, uh, yeah, get the uh, conversation started out there. So uh, as always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield, best, uh, best place to watch the game live and loud. Um, and you can do that at State of Origin Wednesday week. No West Tigers torture. Uh, in the incoming weekend, so uh, some origin to look forward to, and uh, at least you can relax uh, and not have the uh, yeah too much emotional investment. I mean, I love my origin, origin, but it, um, I definitely feel more relaxed watching that than uh, watching the West Tigers lately. And we have, of course, are sponsored by MG Pump Solutions. I've got Shane with me tonight from MG Pumps, and he is uh, pumped. Is probably. Not the way to describe Shane tonight. The same, same with Rob. All three of us, really. We're, uh, yeah, we're pretty uh, down in the dumps, but we'll try and bring bring some energy despite the situation. What a six, different six days makes to um, the situation. And we've got a couple of Patreons in the chat here. And you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife. And plenty of people watching live right now on our YouTube um, and yeah, all our episodes go up there. And the latest episode, last I looked, was almost cracking. I said on the show Monday, uh, Thursday. What day is it? Sunday. On Thursday's show, I said the Monday show, uh, we were pretty stoked that it cracked 500. And it's about to crack the 900s now. So it's going uh, going great guns. So a lot of people, uh, our faces, boys, they want to see our faces rather than just hear our uh, dulcet tones uh, in their ears. So uh also tonight guys if you want to come on to the show uh send us a direct message and i'll send you a link to come join us you can do audio only or you can show your pretty face uh up on the screen with us if you want to rant about uh either the game or this whole match situation so send us a dm on facebook twitter or um yeah through those channels uh instagram either i guess i can uh, shoot you through the link in there so as the show goes along um feel free to join us and have your say because we don't really want to drag on too much about the game tonight but uh boys uh who who can we go to first shane i'll go to you first um before you unveil what you've heard uh, about madge thoughts on the game on friday night so i uh I think it uh, might have been a I'm off to go shopping instead situation on Vimeo as well this week. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> look, I watched the first half. The boys dug in. Um, probably some of the better defence we've seen. Toa, uh, Toa was shit. His one-on-one defence was fucking horrible. Um and just the way he let people slip past him, like Johnson literally just trotted past him and he just like tried to slap his hip. And it was just the most pathetic attempt of a tackle I've ever seen. I really expected more from him coming back um, into centers. Like 
I knew his one-on-one defense was pretty shit and we've seen it. It's been pretty bad, but I expected him being on that edge to sort of be able to stop somebody. And, and it's just Johnson rolled through. I think by the end, what did he get? Four tries, five tries, three tries, three Great. tries. Yeah, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the second half and, um, about five minutes into like five minutes from the end of that first half, I just saw calls that were just weird. Um, they were really trying to get South into it. And I just, I'll be honest, I was just like, nah, I'm not watching this shit. I'm, I know what I'm going to see. And I turned it off. And what happened? The same shit we were blowing up about the first few rounds. Um, the refereeing's just fucking horrible, man. Um, I don't know. I, it's like as soon as someone gets on top, they have to dictate a close game, you'd call it. They, they want it to be a close game. They don't want to blow out. All of a sudden, they start giving penalties and start doing stuff. All It just all... I don't, fuck, I don't know. I'm just that fucking over it. I'm just so sick of NRL. Um, as I told you boys, like I, I won't be on the podcast for a bit after this. I'm, I refuse to watch NRL. I refuse to give them views. I, I'm done with NRL for the rest of this season. Like I don't, I'll, I'll probably have a look at results and I'll have a look at bits and pieces, but legitimately I do not care anymore. And, um, like I sponsored this fucking club last year. I sponsored this club last year. That's how much I love this club. And I'm absolutely done with just NRL in general because they just keep dicking our club with these shit fucking referees. These shitty calls. Man, they're not even 50-50 calls. They're 90-10 calls. 90% of the time it'll go your way. And you know what? We still get dicked from it. So it's like... I'm just... I just can't watch it anymore. I just have no interest. I don't enjoy it. I need a break. <laughs> I need a holiday from NRL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tough one. There's uh, plenty of passion to follow there, Rob. But um, I mean, you've been following the Tigers for what 40, 40 odd years ish, and um, unfortunately, yeah. But um, you're close to breaking point as well. No, I wouldn't and say Rob, break, by the way. Thank you, mate. Um, by the way, we played last night, which was Saturday night, not Friday night. Just everyone's a bit concussed. Did I say Friday? You said Friday night. Uh, <laughs> it seems like so long ago. I think we should um, tell the listeners and Josh and profess our love to uh, Big Shane there. We're only doing this pod tonight because I don't think Shane would have come on tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not the only reason. It's not the only reason. Oh, I, think, I think it's a big reason because it's, I a, just... it's a. It's also because of the news is going to about to break and I, you guys have inside word. We might as well get the jump on the, uh, I, I on the papers. You know, we're not quitters, man. Like if you don't want to, if you don't want to watch, then you can't talk about the game. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna at least work on you for a few days and get you back, hopefully. But um, look, after the game, guys. I mean, look, I was I was pretty empty. I've been saying for two weeks, even before the camp game, this was going to be our grand final. Um, you know. I understand that, you know, footy players are footy players. Our guys have been up since after the Cronulla loss, so you just can't expect them to put in week in, week out with massive efforts. But that said, guys, it was our grand final, everything to play for. 
I, I, I hear what Shane's saying about the refereeing, but, you know, honestly, guys, if we were going to win that, we were going to have to win 50 to 44. We weren't prepared to get those beautiful Indigenous jerseys dirty. We got absolutely manhandled in the forwards. We were winning 12 nil after 10 minutes, and they were shitting on us in the forwards. I don't know how we are up 12 nil. Literally, all our attack that we got in the first 10 minutes was perfect. An intercept, a great cross kick by Jacko Hastings, which was batted back, and Kenny scoring in the corner. They literally rolled through us, and even in our darkest hours, I actually don't remember a game where the worst South Sydney forward was better than our best forward. So the West Tigers have the bye next week, but that means that State of Origin is on Wednesday, June the 8th. And the best place to watch it if you're not heading to the game at a core stadium is, of course, West Ashfield, which is at 115 Liverpool Road, uh, Ashfield, and home of the West Tigers. So you can watch it on the big screen in the sports bar and grab yourself a beer and a pizza or a hamburger at or get a great Chinese meal at Wok On. You can try uh, all your Asian favorites here, the noodle bar, delicious stir fries and more, and it's made right in front of your eyes. But of course, watching the State of Origin on the big screen with mates at West Ashfield, it's, uh, it's the best place to be. Uh, stay tuned for more offers and giveaway via our podcast in association with West Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au, or give them a follow on Instagram at West, uh, at West Ashfield. And, of course, West Ashfield practices the responsible service of alcohol. Drink responsibly. Literally, like, okay, some of our backs didn't do well, guys, but I actually thought we had two or three backs that played quite well. I th- thought we looked really slick with the ball. We made some good ground on the left-hand side when we were playing some shape. Yeah. Naden uh, and Laurie, Naden and Laurie changed up but that initial, whole back line. Exactly, but Shane, the, the line speed was non-existent, mate. You know, e- even if they started their set on their ten metre line, they were putting kicks from inside our half, like they're going fifty every time. Every, every time, and then, every time, and then you know, you look at some of the stats, and like I was just George, my jaw dropped. Like you look at South Sydney, and including their bench forwards. They had six forwards that didn't miss a tackle. That's not saying how great their defence is. That's just saying our effort in our running in the forwards wasn't as great as it should be. We had blokes that, oh, you know, shit. we, we praised shit. guys last week. We praised guys that we love. And I'm not, I'm not trying to single them out to, to embarrass them. I'm just singling out to prove a point. Like Joffa was amazing last week. Luke Garner was amazing last week. Joffa missed seven tackles. Garner missed six tackles. Safar, who was on for fuck all part of the game, missed four tackles. So we, we just had guys that were missing. And then guys like Havili, who's, you know, a sometimes hooker, sometimes back rower, he looked like Dave Fafita the other night. Like, we couldn't stop him. Guy was making 10, 15 metres. Um, they had another forward who came off. I can't think of his name. He, he busted out 150, 160 metres. Like, they, they just killed us in the forwards, guys. And I, I just feel... It's the one game we weren't resilient and it was our biggest game. And I'm not bad. Like, they're human beings, guys. They're not fucking robots. They're, they're players. I, I love them. It's just a bad night. Like, I feel empty. I, I don't not love my team or anything like that. It's just it's just a shit night. But I, I just didn't see 
I didn't see the, the, the defence. I didn't see a grand final attitude. The only person I saw resilience from was Madge after the game and, and saying, you know, things like, you know, we can still win every game and, and, and stuff like that, which, you know, it's all noble and well and good. And I love Madge and I don't want anything to happen to Madge, but, you know, he's the only bloke that showed resilience. The players on the field, I mean, there are a couple of backs. I thought Naden played well. I thought Dane Laurie was pretty good, to be honest. And Kenny's been, Kenny's been Superman for a month now. So I, I thought some of our backs played quite well. But, you know, our kicking was, we did some fantastic kicks and we did some horrendous kicks. Like there was nothing in between. You know, Jacko, as I said, did that kick for a try. Uh, Brooksy did a great kick from in our half that landed halfway in the end goal. And then he put two balls out on the full. Uh, Dane Laurie hit the corner post with a kick. Another time he did force a dropout with a chip and chase. Like our kicking was just a mixed bag. I don't know. I, I think I also, you know, just to look at South for a sec, we talk about leadership and Jacko and what he does to the team. South were different with Cam Murray there. And if you looked at South last week, they were shit. Like they had no Cam Murray. They had no Latrell Mitchell. They had no nothing. And I, I don't know. We, we had chances. The referees hurt us. But it's just, it's just a really... And then to hear this news tonight about the mid-season review possibly coming up and all that. I'm just like, here we go again, guys. You know, five weeks ago, we had back-to-back wins against two semi-final prospects, and now we're back in fucking dead shit alley. And I'm, I'm not – I'm just disillusioned. I'm empty and I'm disillusioned, but I'm not a quitter. I'm not going to quit, you know. And But, you know, if they sack Madge, they're fucking idiots because they've got nothing better in line. They've got players out. You're allowed to have a bad night. It's just a shame that it was our most important night of the year. But you are allowed to have a bad night, guys. They're human beings. They can't. They they look tired before they went on the field. Seriously. Anyway, I'll fucking blabbed on enough. Just next. <laughs> I'll go on Carla, for other boys. Carla asked on YouTube, "Is so is the club firing Madge or not?" So Carla obviously wants to switch over to uh, the five five oh six and watch put the uh, Monaco Grand Prix footage on instead she wants us to get get to it get get to the uh the headline boys so it's um who wants to go first who wants to tell us what they've heard shane you go first rob um was just speaking then so i'll let i'll let you unleash what you've heard on the coaching situation um i've heard from about three or four people today um that madge has has uh coached his last game um, these are people that usually are pretty on their stuff. Um, let's be honest. I, I don't think the knives were ever put down. The knives weren't put down after that last end of season review. Exactly. Um, I think they, they always had it out. I reckon Sheen's, Sheen's is in on it as well. Um, Look, who knows? I'll be 100% honest. If if they sack Madge, we're going to lose a lot of players and our best player will go. Like, I, I'll put money on it that if Madge goes, Jackson Hastings is out the door at the end of the season. He'll ask for an early release. He'll look for somewhere to go. And I'm telling you now, every club's going to fucking go for him. <laughs> That'd be fucking stupid not to after this year. So, look, I think if, if it does happen, I'm, I'm about 90% sure it will. Um, if, if he does go and Hastings goes, man, like, 
I'll be honest. I, I think I'll be done for a while. I won't bother because it's just the fucking stupidity of this club to keep doing the same shit over and over. We're finally seeing some resilience from a team. They had a shit game the other night. Man, as, as Rob said, Rob, I, I literally said the forwards is what we need to win in, and that's how we win the game. That's what I said on Thursday. What happens? They go out there and they got these old weathered forwards who are absolutely fucking smashing our forwards. That's that's up to them. That's not Madge. Madge can't do it. Like Madge can't go out there and make the tackles. Madge can't go out there and make the runs. Like I don't know. I just think if if this does happen, I think we're in for a lot of shit. And as Luke put there, do you reckon Appy will backflip? I think Appy will backflip. I think Papa Lee he will be second. He'll be doubting it because now what what's going on with the future of the club? You're getting a coach in there who's going to coach for half a year. Then then what? Do they do they want him? Because Madge wanted him. So does Papa Lee turn around and fucking neg on the contract and shit can it? You know what I mean? Like we've seen we've seen it happen. It's not like it can't. People go, oh, he signed a contract. So what? <gasps> so what? If he doesn't want to come, he ain't coming, and he's going to find somewhere else to play. And that's with all of them. Um, I don't know. I think if this happens, and I'm worried it's going to happen soon, I, th- I think there's going to be a fucking shitstorm. Yeah, I can see, like, literally not exaggerating, like, protests at Concord. If we lose um, Jackson Hastings, the guy who's literally, like, become, we call him our Lord and Savior. Pasco's like, we're, head we're will roll. Pasco's head will roll and it will be the the people of the club the people who love the club pasco doesn't care pasco's a ceo he's a businessman if this happens he will get dragged out onto the street i really i reckon people will just they'll explode rob you've obviously heard something pretty similar from different sources yeah, I've, I've heard similar stuff and, you know, I've even been defending myself on Twitter because, you know, some have called it out as BS and obviously, you know, they're frustrated. Um, I got to meet with Simon Cook last week, as, as I've said on last week's pod. And, you know, he's obviously on the board and he's a West CEO. Any, any of the stuff that I've heard hasn't come from him, just to put, put that crystal clear. So when I say stuff about the board, I'm not referring to Simon directly, even though he's a board member. When I talk about the board, I'll talk about board as a whole and as a group i've been pro match okay that's clear for everyone to see i understand there's been some comments coming in josh interrupt me whenever you need to read them mate but like you know someone put in there you know look rob we're being we're three out of 12 you know like it's not good enough etc i get all that you know we have got the injuries excuses we have got all these a few other things i get all that i accept that let's just say for the let me play devil's advocate and let me just say for the sake of the argument madge shouldn't be the coach of the West Tigers, which I don't agree with. I think he should be. But let's just say he shouldn't be. If this club's going to get rid of him now at this mid-season meeting, they should have fucking got rid of him at the end of last year. Okay? We've just wasted six months of our lives. Okay? You cannot keep backflipping and then forward-flipping and backflipping and forward-flipping. You've got to make a freaking decision. Now, I know from sources, and I'm not going to name, I'm not going to reveal them, but I know it's a pretty common knowledge thing within the club, that they believe 
Madge needs star players. Madge can't develop players, okay? I'm not revealing any names, and it certainly didn't come from the person I spoke to last week. But if that's the attitude within the club that Madge can't develop players, he's on shaky ground regardless. He needs to like be winning every game. He needs to be playing finals. He needs to be having his team winning games all the time to keep everyone off his back. So if if people in behind the scenes believe Madge cannot develop players, you are not the long-term coach of the club. End of story. That's why I believe I, I got two text messages late last night, one from a very reliable source, one from a really good mate. I don't know if you who he heard it from, but he basically said Madge's coach his last game. I'd like to think not. I but regardless, from prior to the season, I've always felt Madge wasn't going to get through the season. When you asked me to fill out that questionnaire, Josh, about yeah, the range of questions, will Madge see out the year or not? I think I put unsure and I basically put it down to the start. I thought we're going to get off to a shaky start, which we did, unfortunately. And I thought knowing the club they will always blame someone else. They will never blame themselves. And this is what I don't like about our club and our football department as a whole. No one takes accountability within the club. So say the next coach of the of the West Tigers is Shane Calder. And no offence, Shane, you do a fucking shit job. Okay? Now they're going <laughs> to... Two years later, but they're not going to fucking sack themselves and say, we're the dickheads that hired you. We didn't do the research. Like you, you, you know, like I said, I love Madge. I got nothing against Madge. But some of the things they've said, Madge overworks his players. Madge needs star quality. Madge can't develop players. If that's what you thought four years ago, don't fucking hire him. So who knows what they're fucking doing at this club, all right? This is this is what shits me. What's the mid-season review being called for? You've you've told journalists that if you're not on 10 points by round 13 then shit's going to hit the fan. Well, guess what, guys? We've got the buy next week and we're going to be on eight points. Okay, so the fact that they've called a meeting, forget what I've heard, forget what Shane's heard. The club has basically said, if we're not on 10 points by halfway through the year, we're looking at other options. They're not having a, a meeting to say, oh, you know what? We had a fucking rump steak and we sat down together and we're developing juniors and things are rosy and key. It's not that. They're going to announce they're getting rid of it. At the end of the year, or whether it's next week or whatever. But the problem with the whole freaking structure, it's a privately owned club. You know, it's predominantly West Ashfield, who are our sponsors, and we love them, and love Simon Cook and all that sort of stuff. But one thing Simon Cook did say is, you know, and he's right, the West Ashfield club is for the Ashfield community, you know, and they've got a footy department looks after the footy department. So we can only yell and scream at the footy department. I can't yell at Simon or any of the other board members that have nothing to do with footy. They might be raising money and funds and the club's going bang gangbusters. They're raising, you know, making nine or $10 million a year. So everyone's got to play a role within their club. Now you could probably give Sheen's a little bit of benefit of the doubt because he'd only arrived five minutes earlier when all this match stuff hit the fan. Maybe match pleaded his case and he thought, okay, let's give him another six months. But I don't know. I think if you were going to get rid of Madge, you should have got rid of him at the end of the end of last year or see him out till the end of this year. But the uncertainty, again, about the West Tigers is going to scare people away from wanting to come to the club. Any future signings, we don't know who our coach is going to be. There's just a lot of ifs and buts, and it's just, it's just I don't know, guys. It's just like I'm, I'm not, I'm, 
losing interest. I really am. Like, I love the team. I love the club. It's not because we're losing. The, the losing really hurt last night. The news today about the mid-season review just confirmed what I've been hearing. Because to me, I'm not hearing all these things about Madge's coach's last game or thereabouts, plus the stuff I've heard pre-season, and then it's not going to happen. So to me, it's just a matter of when, whether it's next week. It might not be, and hopefully we're proven wrong. But you tell me, guys, how are you going to coach a team and how's the squad going to perform with, like, the microscope on them when they're playing Manly in a couple of weeks? Even though they're missing Turbo, even though we should probably beat them. Like, how are you supposed to work under those conditions? And how's a coach supposed to work under a board that doesn't think he can develop players? Like, what the fuck? Seriously. Like, it's just, you know, you, you need a club that has the coaches back. Now, they'll say, you know, to your face, they've got the coaches back. Bullshit. If you don't think you can develop a player, you don't have his back. You know, Madge is worth all that board put together. Seriously. Like, I'll back match to the hill. I don't care if we're 3 and 50. Okay, Madge is a, a man of integrity. If he cared about his job, he plays David Nofaluma. Okay, if he cares about getting the win, he plays David Nofaluma. He didn't play him because David Nofaluma has been doing things that you're not meant to do in protocol. And if he doesn't set a standard, it's going to filter through the rest of the club and you may as well do what you fucking want and just be a whatever. And, and David Nofaluma is a great bloke, but he acted in an unprofessional behaviour. And that's why he didn't play. And it probably costs us... You know, he's a massive meter eater. He, he, he does a lot of good things on the field. I know I know Kapoa took an intercept try the other night and all that, but, you know, he also had three tries scored down his wing too. So, yeah, you know, it's anyway, guys, just sorry for the rants. Just really, really frustrating. And, you know, we're probably doing this a day early because if I did it Monday, I'd probably calm down and I wouldn't say much. We're all, we're all bloody frustrated. That's good, and, though. People like that, Rob. People nah, like that. Peace, mate. I fucking want – I just want to fucking switch the NRL off. Seriously, I – I want I want a club that fuck I want I want Tiger spirit. I want Tiger unity. I don't want a fucking club that shits on their coach. I don't want a club that shits on their players. Like, you know, I've just called out two players that missed six and seven tackles, but at least I'll give them the credit of saying they were two of our best players last week. Like we're just calling it as we see. We don't not like them. I love Joffa. I love the fact that he called out the club after Cronulla. You know, Luke Garner's played Six or seven great games in a row till last night, literally, as a centre out of position and as a second rower. You know, so, but people have bad nights. I get all that. But just this extra news thrown on us today, like, fuck off. Here we go again. You watch 360 tomorrow night. You know, as I said on Twitter, I'll bet my left one and the right one and the, you know, what in the middle, that that's going to be the highlight and the talking point and about a 15-minute skit last night, uh, tomorrow night from Buzz Rothfield and, and that, idiot Paul Crawley who's only got a job because of his fucking brother, you know, he fucking talks in riddles, and they're just going to put shit on us all night. And, you know, that, that's how they get the clicks, and, and I'm not going to fucking watch the pricks. Tell us what you really think, Rob. Um, oh, fuck them, seriously. <laughs> it, it's, um... Fuck the NRL, mate. Fuck the NRL. If we have a swear jar tonight, we might actually buy the club by the end of the night. Uh, a couple of people have talked about they think Madge, um, they're basically pro. They think Madge has basically proven the team's gone backwards. Uh, he's not developing players, all that sort of stuff, the reason why to sack it. There are plenty of West Tigers fans out there that believe he should be sacked. And to be honest, I said earlier, people want to come on the show and chat with us tonight. I've sent a couple of links out, still waiting for people to uh, click those links and join the room so I can bring them in. 
But if, literally, I would love to hear from someone that would like to uh, be pro sacking Madge. Like, tell us, tell us why, why you think it'd be good. Look, so from, from you, me, this is the this is the reason, Josh. This is the reason. We've won what three, three games? Out of yeah, it's a result. It's, it's literally numbers. That, that, it's the numbers. But that yeah. is literally it. That is literally all that there is. No, it yeah. isn't. This, no, it's like, not. It's about the fourth year factor as well. It's about the, the fourth year. 100%. As well. But also, Rob, as we were talking about with Chamis, yeah. he, he's still paying for Cleary's shit. We've had such a fucking shit cap for how long? Last year was a little bit better. This year we're still paying half of Embi's contract. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of shit that's still still there from four years ago, which is pretty pathetic that we're at that spot. You know what I mean? But look, you gotta this not developing players, like I I can understand it to a point, but Luch. Luch was half a game arty at St. George. He literally like 40 minutes. Okay. He hasn't been our best player the last month, but he busts out 80 minutes of quality normally every week. Last few weeks off the boil, but that's because I think he was playing at a man of the match level for the first six or seven weeks. You can't say he hasn't developed. Jock Madden didn't play last night. You can't say he hasn't developed. You know, Dane Laurie had had two or three games at Penrith. You can't say he didn't develop. Maybe if the club didn't fuck the cap, and hire dickheads like Josh Reynolds and, and McQueen and all these idiots, you wouldn't have a bunch of blokes that needed developing. You'd have a ready-made freaking team instead of instead of giving him the bottom of a barrel squad that, you know, you've got half the squad that have played 20 games or less. And then and then your, your more experienced players have had 50 or 60, and then you've got five or six that are above 150. Like, you know, we haven't got an experienced squad. Why, why don't we have an experienced squad? Because our brains trust has fucked our cap for seven or eight years continuously. But where's the accountability from that person and those people that have put us in a predicament like that? That That's, you know, that's where... There I... is none. And there never will be. There never will be, Rob, because they're protecting their own ass. They want their big money and they want to keep their jobs. It's that's it's that, it's that simple, man. Like, Pasco's not going to turn around and go, oh, I've been fucking shit. I'm, I'm going to quit. It's never going to happen, man. It's his job. Of course he's not. He, well, he, he wants the money. Four or five hundred grand a year for fucking exactly what? for doing fuck all for fucking the club up really, yeah cool we're running good as a business but that's not hard when we've got the most supporters out of most clubs in Sydney, most clubs in the NRL, it's not going to be hard to sell a lot of merch and get people to games like we're playing shit we're getting the people to games you know what I mean like we're not playing shit but we've results are very shit and we're still getting people to games, so it's like I, I don't understand why he hasn't been put in front of the board. Like, who's he sucking? Mate, they're in their own bubble. <laughs> they're in their own bubble, mate. They just see what they're doing as everything's going great. It's all good. Mate, it's all it's God's good. work. Yeah. It's God's work, but, Rob. But but the big point that people should be really like, forget, forget my biases, okay? Let's let's call them that. Why didn't we offload Madge six months ago if that's what you were going to do? You basically hung him out to dry six months ago anyway and you stuck with him and you're about to get rid of him. You're going to get rid of him between now and the end of the year. Like, there is nothing surer than, than them getting rid of him. It's just going to happen. It's, 100%. It's, um, you know, in terms of, you know, there's also other things. Oh, Madge's, you know, our attack's been shit. I think we went 
I can't remember the actual minute of the try. It might have been James Tamo's try. I'm not sure, but we scored a try, I think, against the Warriors. And then we, we went trialless the next game against the Gold Coast. Then Kenny got an intercept at the end of the Cronulla game. We basically went something like 220 minutes without a try. And we looked like we couldn't score a try to save our lives. Now, every time we run a block play to the left, we're either going to score or we're going to make 30 or 40 metres. There's definitely improvement in attack. Numerically and statistically, we haven't improved much in defence. And last night certainly was terrible. But in most of the other games, I think our defence has been really good. So to me, I feel we've improved in a lot of ways. And the teams that we've been putting out with all when we had nine and ten players out, they should have been getting flogged. So they've actually performed better than I think. The problem is now, guys, I think we, other than Talau, who we're not getting back to probably the last month of the season, and Adam in a couple of weeks, who are we missing? Jimmy Roberts? Like, we're really not missing anyone anymore. You know, other than AD and Talau and Roberts, and really, Roberts, we didn't even want in the first grade team this year, but he played well in the few games that he's played. So now we're kind of, we had a pretty good sideline lined up last night. Admittedly, we had a few positional changes and I think four guys coming back from the game previously, but we had a pretty good side and, and that's what's disappointing about last night. And I'll call out last night as just being a bad performance, but... I, I don't know what caused that. I don't. I don't know how you perform like you did last night. The South's worst forward was better than our best forward. I've, I don't remember a game like that ever. I really don't. And they smashed us. There was just. I don't think we we're ever going to win that game, even if those ref decisions didn't change. We might have had a, a twenty-four point lead and still got run down. There was the, last night was the first time I haven't seen the West Tigers' resilience that we've seen since after round five. And it, and it was really disappointing, but it's a game of footy and that's life. That's, you know, you're allowed a bad week every couple of months. It just sucks that it was on our season-defining game. Guys, the main concern for me, look, the match, the match uh, being sacked thing isn't my biggest concern. It's just losing losing the players, A, that are incoming, and B, um, Jackson Hastings. Do you think, like, how, how are negotiations going to go because Tim Sheens came out and said he's going to, they're going to negotiate with Adam and uh, Jacko uh, and try and extend them beyond next year. Um, I mean, I don't think Jacko would be the type of person to try and get out of a contract. There's like, Rob, how do you, I'll, Shane, I'll let you go, let, let you have a crack. You said this earlier, but. Is there is there a world where Madge is gone but Jacko signs on? Oh, there is, but it's not a very likely one. Um, look, we know that him and Jacko, Madge and Jacko, have the same. They're managed by the same people. So, of course, the management's going to be sort of trying to put two and two together to keep them both at the same club. You know what I mean? Um, having Jackson come out and publicly say that he wants to play for Madge for the rest of his career, if possible, that's that's pretty damning straight up there. So what happens, this is the thing, if, if Madge is sacked, who else needs to get sacked? Otherwise, we're going to be in the same spot. So it's, do we drag it out and sack half the people in the club 
and just bring fresh everything in? Or do we just keep going the same roundabout shit that we've been doing for the last 10 years? That's, I don't know. I, I, I think, I really do think if, if Madge does get the ass, I, I don't think Jacko's staying. I don't think Adam will stay. Um, even though he loves the club, I just don't think he will. Cause it's just, as Rob said, if you were planning on doing this anyway, just fuck him off six months ago. Fresh start. Be done with it. Instead, you've now done this and you look like a bunch of fucking gronks. Like, you just look so stupid. And it's, I don't know, it's hard. Like, it's just, if he goes, we're back to the shit we watched in round three and four and five. And what was that? That was pure shit. As Rob said, we didn't score a, a try in what two hundred and twenty minutes or something. Bulls like some crazy fucking dude. Like I don't know. It, it's uh, we're just gonna wait and see. I think I really think it's just a it's a wait and see game. Um, I I really think Twal being out. Look, that's not the reason we were shit. The forwards were shit. It's that simple. But him not being there definitely caused a gap. Um, the forwards in the last game, the last 20 minutes, the Souths were absolutely charging us. And I thought they were coming back to win that easily, that last game we played against them. This game yesterday, they started off literally with that same momentum. And they didn't slow down. They did not slow down one bit. Some of the calls were fucking stupid. This is what I don't get, right? So, Dane Laurie, they say he's knocked it on. Well, no, they said um, Havili, there was ruck interference by Havili, right? So, South challenge it. South win. There wasn't any interference, but Dane Laurie also didn't lose the ball. Exactly. So, why the fuck did they get the ball? Even though, look, they won the call. Awesome. That just means we don't kick the ball up the field and get the penalty from up there and get another set. We just play the ball on the third like we were. Why Why was that given back? Why was that given to them? Why did they not have a look at the the knock-on that... Um, what was the... What's their young winger name? Milne. Like when Brooks passed that ball, man, and, that, and it went forward. Does he lose so, the footy, Does it come away from... Yes, I think. Are you playing it now? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we would have won anyway, Shane. There were there were more. To oh, look, it, was it doesn't long. matter. This, you know, it's there the fact. It's the ball. fact that like we've already blown up about this shit. You've got Des Hasler getting a twenty-five grand fine. A few weeks ago, you get um, Peyton getting a fine. You know, $25,000. And also... Because they're calling out shit. You know what I mean? Like, if players play shit, they get called out. Refs need to be called out on their bullshit. And look, I understand, yeah, it's a hard game. But if it's so hard, get two refs again. Like, seriously, if, if you can't manage this game by yourself and you're out of your depth... Do we need to go to a two-ref system again and have one one on one side, one on the other? You're watching at two angles. Hey, guys, this is what I saw. 
Yep, sweet, no worries, man. Hey, Bunker, did you see that too? Yeah, I did. Yep, cool, done. How fucking easy is that? You've got three opinions there now. Two to one, you win. Like, I don't know. It's- yeah, Shane, the, the, the one you're talking about with Milne, like that's a howler. The problem is... That's- that's that, ridiculous. But that, that happened on the run, Shane. Like, like we all saw it. A ref with half a brain would realise that we didn't fucking throw that ball ten metres backwards behind us. Like it had to have come off someone. But that's just in the run of play. I hate, I hate that decision. It's terrible for us, but we've got to accept it. But as you said with Dane Laurie, he doesn't lose the ball, and that's being reviewed. They've got the benefit of the video. Like, like in hindsight, with the Milne one, if South had just run away and scored the try, it would have come back as no try because they would have checked it and seen that it come off someone's hand. That that just happened in the run of the play. I just can't I just can't hack bad bunker decisions. But, you know, as I was going to say further to that, you know, the, the, the kicks from, you know, that went out on the full herders, um, we still had chances, guys. Nick Arima had a fucking shocker at fullback. He dropped a oh, simple shit. He dropped a simple mm-hmm. bomb. He put his foot on the line that gave us a scrum feed. And then there was another one that was touch and go where I can kind of accept it was simultaneous about the ball in his foot as to where, where he touched it. But to me, if it's simultaneous, you get your challenge back. Like, it's not definitive that his foot was down before he touched the ball. You remember the one I'm talking about where he slid out from from a, another Brooks kick downfield? He slid out and he, oh, well, Shane, you didn't see the second half, but Josh would have seen it. Which there, one? Boy? Sorry, I was, I was working the comments. We'll just say it again, Rob. The, you remember, remember the kick downfield in the second half where I think it might have been one of the South centres sliding over the sideline and, and we yeah, challenged Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, it was so it was close. A dumb challenge. I, I think at, yeah. the, at the very worst, we it should have been indecisive and give us our challenge back. You know, so there, there's a little bit of stuff there. But as I said, I don't think we were prepared to get down and dirty in the forwards for some reason. And... You know, eventually we're going to lose the game. Like, we could have been up 18-0 if Dane Laurie doesn't get ankle-tapped. And it's kind of ironic that it was Lachlan Ilias because I reckon if, you know, um, what's his name? Jacob Little didn't tackle Ilias in our first round match with yeah, him. Yeah, that's my like, they, they, they probably go on and win that game. So it kind of happened to us in this game. But, yeah, yeah, it's just, look, there were a lot of we, – we could have blown him off the park in the beginning, but I really don't know if we would have had the mentality and the – and the resilience to hold them off because they were so determined to put the sword to us. Like even in that last play of the game, guys, like Shane, you wouldn't have seen it. They actually reviewed a play. Like they were going for the jug instead of just killing the ball or taking the tackle from the play, the ball, they tried to put a try on us a full time, you know, and the blokes are winning by what, 26 points or something like that. So, you know, they, they, they were fired up and, and they obviously got hurt by our, our victory last time and they really wanted to prove a point and hit it and ram it home. A few people were talking about the uh, the one-on-two steal. So I've got this screenshot here where um, you can clearly see there's two two guys on Naden and they just stripped the ball. Look, someone... Um, we'll get back to the... I want to hear your thoughts on Adam in particular... Rob in regards to his next contract. But someone said that we conceded what 44 points after. So the refereeing decisions um are pointless. But if the thing is, all these bad decisions, this one maybe it was a little bit too late, but the the knockdown one where uh we're up 18-12 and uh South's clearly knocked down. This one this one gets my gripe the most because the ball flies 15 
meters in the other direction. It's physically impossible for Correct. that not to have come off for, from a guy moving towards us. It's physically impossible. I don't know how the referee didn't think to stop, call it, and then South challenge it. Because it's play on, we can't challenge it because it, there was no whistle blown. So a couple of people on Twitter replied to it. They said if they had actually let him score, it actually would have been no try. So the smart thing, but That's the, players aren't gonna, the players aren't going to not. Like, there's their instinct to go, oh, shit. There's, the opposition has a ball attack. Like you can't blame the players for not thinking that quickly yep. um, to let someone score. It's just not in their instincts. But the referee should have caught it. We if he, if the, he misses that ball, it, we possibly go up to twenty four or twenty two, like two tries up. And yes, South st- statistically were better than us in the forwards. But you know when they were all, they were also way better than us when we beat them by a point. And it doesn't matter what the, the other statistics are. It's all about what's on the scoreboard. We were denied the opportunity to go up two tries. And yes, the five tries that happened in the last 15 minutes when we all started leaving, like people started leaving to go home to beat the traffic, like that, the, the boys' heads were down. Should they have kept fighting? Yeah, maybe. They're going into like, but they're not going to throw their bodies into, into a game that's that's over. The game, the game was over. Once the game is over, then they're not going to put in 100%. The last four tries... Yes, not excusable, but you can't take out the fact that we had an opportunity to go up further and we were denied it by, and we were denied possessions as well. Um, someone in the comments said it earlier. The, the more possession that you have as well, the more fatigue the other team gets. Whereas if, we, if the referee, every bad decision wasn't just like, it was literally the possession should have been ours, but it went to South. So that's more tackling for us, more running for them, which affects the game. And the game just blew, just went out. Like the game was close when these these calls hurt uh, happen. I use this term all all the time. It's a sliding doors moment. You can't just you can't just say if this if these this call the calls had been correct, oh South would have scored five tries against us anyway. They ended up scoring five tries. That's not how it works. The whole the whole dynamic of the game changes. We're in the lead. We're playing with confidence. Like and people would say that momentum's not a thing. It is. Momentum exists in rugby league because it's fatigue. The team that's that's less fatigued is more likely to get over the other one. And just giving up possession. And the same thing is too. People say we can't blame the refs. Maybe maybe the Souths were the better team. But even still, why the fuck should we be okay with having? They weren't fifty fifty calls. It's not like they weren't 50, 50. It wasn't a forward pass. The forward pass off the the flick. I posted that video just to literally ask, did anyone think it was forward? Can live with it. It's like you got to get the protractor out to work out if it's forward or not. Don't give a fuck with that one. But the ball, two on one strip, they always get called. The the knockdown by South, bleeding fucking obvious. That should have been a knock on against South. And the guy that picked it up was offside as well. Should have been our ball. It's just the Dane Laurie. We had the bunker. Dane Laurie didn't drop the ball. He had his hand on the ball, and we've already talked, we've already gone on about this one. But it's not like it's just one bad decision. It was four fucking howlers. Like it's it's a massive in the context of the game. It's not not like one decision. One decision, and we should have got back from it. It was four. I mean, and we've seen it all year too. It was um, Luciano's no try. Like no try, like this shit like this has happened, and that was one. That was one game. Yeah, we should have. If Dane Laurie holds onto the ball, 
he scores. Uh, we should have won that game. This one, you can't say we would have won, but we were denied a better chance at, at winning it. And just because South ran in four tries in the last 10 minutes, who gives a shit? We were fatigued out of the game. The game was over. The boys' heads were down. But it all would have been different because of those. I don't care what anyone says. The referee's decisions took away chances from our game and was just too hard to come back from. It's just... It just gives me gives me the shits. You can't you can't blame the refs fully. Yes, the South's forwards were better than ours, but you can't also say it wasn't a factor. If you tell me it's not a factor at all, you are lying. It was definitely a factor going against us. Those decisions. Anyway, enough about the referees, Rob. I want to hear uh, a couple of people. Uh, I'm not using us. I liked that, Josh. You haven't but, had a rant in ages. Yes, I, I like the. But let me let man, me. Just- Say this. Even you should have I- seen me at the ground last night. The the South fans sitting next to me. Shouts to Joseph Alafachi. He's in the uh, comments on YouTube. He was sitting next to me. The South fans actually got up and left. I was uh, I was doing the <laughs> chain. I was very loud and obnoxious. I had I had a drop of alcohol. I was drinking Coke Zero. Um, I was I was so like I'm not normally that fired up, but I just I couldn't cop the like that many decisions the, the the knockdown one got me the most so um anyway you you go boys i'll have a sip of, sip of drink I was, I was down. The, the campbell graham try from dummy half and the havili like barge from dummy half it was a little bit reminiscent of you know jeremy marshall king last week against us like they're three tries that first grade teams don't let in like that's just that, but how much of it was fit? That was that was like the game was over then. How much of how fit, it was, how much of it was fatigue though? I, you know everything you said about the referee, mate. You are preaching to the converter. I'm the king of blaming refs and you know hating their crap and all that sort of stuff. And if it's the Tigers teams of the last five weeks that showed up last night, we win that game if the ref decisions are turned around. I just don't believe. No matter what, and it would have changed the game. It wouldn't have been 44-whatever. And don't forget, guys, there was an intercept try thrown late in the game. You know, Luch missed a grubber kick. But, you know, things like Cody Walker running back through the middle of our forwards, you know, running past Stefano and Musgrove and Joffa. And, like, it's just, mate, I, I don't put that down to fatigue. That was the sort of tackling that was going on earlier in the game, Josh, in my opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just feel... It was a consistent. You can't. You can't prove me wrong because we don't know. We don't know. South South may South may have run up five tries anyway, but you can't. You don't know that. You don't know that. The whole. It's the whole. If you step. If you go back a million, uh, eight billion years and step on a mosquito, do do humans still exist? You you don't know. Okay. (laughs) Haven't heard that one before. No, but that's the same. That's that's that same stuff we were talking about. That last game, if if Toa puts his foot over the line, does everyone get injured? You know what I mean? It's, it's exactly yeah. the same shit. Yeah, if that yeah. one play gets called back, do we get that momentum? And then we can get them a bit tired, get them on the back foot, get them thinking, oh, shit, these boys are going hard. It pumps us up a little bit. We get that penalty. We get you – know, there's, there's a lot of shit, man. Like the, the mistakes were there, guys. But as I said, we still had their mistakes that they fucked up in their red zone. Like I said, the two Nicarima moments – and, you know, we had chances even at 22-18. We, had, we played the worst set of six there. We were literally parked on the right-hand side of the post. We'd been killing South with our left-hand side plays to their right. And we basically just parked our ass on that right-hand side till Jay tried to put a, a grubber kick for Luch that ricocheted to freaking no one and South got the ball back. Like, you're right. Those decisions do make an impact. And we might have 
worn him out for another 12 tackles or, or got a sin bin from someone. You never know. Like like South got a sin bin in the first game. I, I get all that, but I just you, – you're right, Josh. Sometimes the better teams do lose. So, so I accept that. But I just feel the way South were making 50 and 60 metres a set last night from the first set of the game, when we're up 12-0 after nine minutes, I'm like, thank you, God. Like, really, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, how the fuck are we winning 12-0 when they're killing us up the middle? This is no indication. And then when they got to 12 all, I'm like, uh-oh. But we got to 18-12 at halftime. I thought, you know what, Madge is going to just absolutely, you know, give them a you-know-what at half time. They're going to come out fired up. We did get a few bum calls at the beginning of the second half, which might have taken the wind out of them. But that's what I'm saying. They're, they're normally more resilient than that. And I just didn't see that last night, guys. Um now, in terms of Jacko leaving the club, you asked that earlier, Josh. I, I I would have said no. I don't think he would leave the club. Um, a couple of people have said on my Twitter account tonight they won't follow the Tigers if this happens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I noticed on those comments about supporting Madge and stuff like that, Jackson's mum liked their comments. So the fact that she liked their comments even further vindicates Jackson. This is very NBA. This is like an NBA takes when Kevin Durant starts liking tweets. Well, you got to think, what are they liking that tweet for if they yeah. don't believe that Matt should be the coach? And and this is the player's mum. So yeah. if that's any indication, obviously his loyalty is well and truly with his coach, which I love because my loyalty is with the coach too. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's a possibility. And then you start, you know, a week ago we were laughing at that stupid Canterbury rumour. And now you're thinking, well, maybe that could come true because, boy, don't Canterbury need a game manager and, and they need a freaking coach. So... I, I don't know what's going to happen, guys. I, I'm, I'm assuming what's going to happen, and I've been told what's going to happen, but I, I keep wanting to deny it. But everything that's adding up from what the club has said to what I've been told, I, I just don't see. It's just a matter of when, not if. So what about Adam, Rob? Do you think Do you think Adam um, would not want to stay if with a different coach? I think, I think Adam would want to stay regardless. He loves Madge. He absolutely adores Madge. But, yeah. But he loves the Tigers. That's his junior club. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I'd, I'd hope he'd want to stay. Uh, Look, but, with, yeah. the, with the Adams stuff, I haven't heard anything. That's just literally my... That That is literally just what I believe. Like, if someone caught us I, I heard, I'm trying to find it. I haven't heard anything. I haven't... That's just my opinions. If you don't like my opinions, then that's fucking cool. You have your own opinions. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's just what I think. And plenty of people like our opinions. We're just, am, we're just, I'm just, we're worried, just worried to be honest, dude. Yeah. I'm just worried. Just, like that's all it comes down to. Uh, righto, Hojo. I promised him to come on the show. What? How long ago did I say, Hojo? Do you want to come on the show? That was uh, <coughs> twelve minutes ago. He's been waiting patiently. Yeah, put him on. Hojo, how you going, buddy? One of our Patreon members again. If anyone, you know, um, I'll give the Patreon guys um, first dibs. But uh, yeah, no, no one's, no one else is in the room at the moment. So if you want, I've sent a couple of links out. So if you want to come on the show, tell us if you think Mads should go. Well, literally, you can talk about literally anything West Tigers related. Um, go for it. But Hojo, how are you going tonight, mate? Thanks for joining us on a Sunday evening. You there? Turn your mic on. Oh, Joe, maybe he's left the computer because he's waiting so long. Oh, yeah. 
I'll wait for him. Uh, we'll just hear the sound of a toilet flushing. Yeah. You got any comments to um, read out, Josh, or anything that's still coming through? Um, Michael on Facebook says Simpkins is too small for first grade little needs to be in the nine. Um, would he – man, the little versus Simkin, it's like a Twilight, the Twilight saga all over it's again. Like um, Oak, seriously. Yeah, I feel like Simpkins is probably more popular in terms of that um, – yeah, that that thought, boys. You are you still team? I mean, the same fucking team. But you, do you think Simpkins um, is ahead of Leeds in the pecking order and should be? He is. He is. But he didn't play well last night, guys. I'm a fan of his, but he got pushed off too many times for mine. But yeah, he's definitely ahead of Little in the pecking order. It's going to be interesting if Madge is still there in a fortnight. Who the team is. Who changes? Does Jock come in? Does Jock not come in? Does Toa stay in? Does Kapoa move to the centres and Noffa come into the wing? There's there's a lot of you know, a lot of things that could happen. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens. Firstly, in the next week or so, with the coach and our mid-season investigation. Uh, any positives from the game, guys? That's uh, we've been negative all night. Shane, is there anything? Well, you didn't really watch. From the first half, before you before you turned well, off the game, man, I thought our great. I thought our left side attack looked pretty good. Yeah, awesome. Naden Naden was excellent. Mm. Um, I thought Kepaola did all right. Um, he, he uh, did rush across. Yeah, he didn't see the second half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, look in that first half. Look, I, I just thought he he sort of read situations pretty well. Um, yeah, he didn't definitely didn't see the second half then. That tower was shit. Um, Jacko was good, but kicking was a bit average. Brooks kicking was fucking shit house. Um, that like Laurie back makes that left edge dangerous, very dangerous, especially with with those boys there. Um, Naden is so quick. Like I didn't expect him to be this quick. I really didn't. He just runs down anyone. He runs to everyone. Um, he was making heaps of breaks and just Laurie links up that left edge heaps better. That, that, yeah, that, that link up play that we we're talking about, we were missing. Like we saw him do all of that last night. So I'm, I'm definitely glad he's back. Um, I'm sort of at the moment, I'm really hoping that, um, that Adam comes back as a center because toe was shit. And we need Noffa back. It's that simple. Um, Noffa's the best winger we've got, bar Kenny. Like I think Kenny sort of edged him out these last few weeks, playing on one leg, and he's doing what he's doing. Like you can't, you can't say he doesn't have all heart. So, but yeah, look, um, Ken, Kenny had a good game as well. Kenny did have a good game. He was running hard. We we definitely when he was off. Um, when he's off, we definitely miss that, miss those hit ups and those runs off the back fence. But um, actually, have have a look at that. That's wild. Attendance thirteen thousand five hundred, and it's a Souths game. Mm. Souths and Tigers on a Saturday, on a Saturday night. On uh, Saturday the weather, night, that is shit. In saying that, you decided not to come because of the rain. So maybe. Uh, oh no, I was cooked. I I had a yeah. nap when I got home, dude, and I woke up like. 
worse than when I went to the <laughs> went to sleep to start off with. I wake up, I was just like, oh, dude, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's they've got what thirty five thousand members. How do they not get twenty thousand to a local derby? Uh, there were plenty of West Tigers fans there last night too. I reckon we we're maybe twenty percent that crowd. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's, it's that's an, that's, an, that's an, shit attendance. Uh, I don't know. Is that a state of footy at the moment? Because I mean, five thirty on a Saturday, it's a pretty kid friendly time. ANZ Stadium, or sorry, a core stadium, is pretty easy to get to. Um, it's easier for me. I walk the yeah, game. But one was we're, we're pretty good as well. So yeah, the weather. I guess the weather. But I don't know. You, you can sit undercover there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I was very shocked. I walked in five minutes before kickoff thinking I was going to walk into um, a packed house. You can always tell if ANZ is stating there's not many people sitting behind the goalposts, then it's not not a very good crowd. So, yeah, I don't know. We're, we have more at Leichhardt on Friday, 6 p.m., the week before. So, and you definitely, it's definitely more of a hassle to get to Leichhardt at six, six o'clock on a Friday. So, um, yeah, Kathy, the atmosphere was a little dead there. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's, you got to fill a core stadium at least half capacity for it to be a good, um, well, at least 30 or 40 capacity. After going to Leichhardt the week before, yeah, it's, uh, I really hope the club, Go back. Obviously, this is our way game, so you give a shit about this one. But um, man, it just it doesn't feel the same, does it? As Leichhardt or Campbelltown, when you when you're yelling at the plate at the uh, at the officials from the sideline in row seventeen, like I were was, it's a bit better at Leichhardt because you know they can actually uh, hear. Gavin, ticket prices are high. Make it ten dollars for general mission. The bit would be thirty k. Yeah, I mean. If you buy a family ticket, I think a family ticket's fifty bucks. So it's actually not far, far off. Like that's what twelve fifty a person, and just quietly they they don't check if um you share that amongst amongst four adults, guys. Um, that literally says family on the ticket. Just a little tip for you. Next time you and three of your mates are going to the footy, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's the cost. I don't think it's so much the ticket cost as well. I mean. Sydney's also a hassle. Like it, Sydney's just a, a bitch to drive in. The parking, uh, if you don't park or like find find a park, it's basically I think it's twenty five bucks, thirty dollars in Olympic Park to park. So unless you're carpooling and all chipping, like the the prices. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, you can sit at home and instead of paying twenty five dollars for parking, you can. What twenty five bucks buys a six pack of beer and you can watch it at TV on your couch. So I think it's just the the rugby league is just not doing enough to tempt people to want to go uh, to the footy. But it's just the the ratio of members to fans, um, yeah, is baffling for the Rabbitohs. Where are those thirty five thousand members? They've probably got five thousand pet memberships or something. Uh, any, any other positives from the game? Rob, 
Uh, no, look, Shane pretty much was on the money there. Our left edge was really good. Uh, as you said, Dane Laurie being the link. Naden and Mamalo, you know, were awesome. Uh, not really footy-related, but, guys, that Indigenous jersey we had, that's the best-looking Indigenous jersey. Yeah. Indigenous jerseys. And maybe... You put yours on, Shane. Maybe that's why the yeah, Tigers... Maybe that's why the Tigers forwards were grabbing instead of, like, putting everything... <laughs> they wanted to, like, keep them clean. Keep it clean. Yeah, keep them clean. But, uh, no, look, our, our left edge was good, as you said. Um, the fact that we're up 12 nil when we weren't playing well was really good uh, and that we're even in the game for 60 minutes. But I, I got really no other positives, guys. There's actually quite a few negatives from a few players that have been down for a few weeks now. Uh, that That's a little bit of a worry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where we go from here, boys. Just, yeah. Sorry to go back a conversation. Tim was saying how good Belmore. I did catch a little bit of par- uh, today. I was going no dragons, dragons, dogs at Belmore, the packed hill at Belmore. I really would would love to go to a, a game. I hope West Tigers play. Um, we're playing playing in the banquet, uh, Combank Stadium, uh, Bulldogs home game in a few weeks. So I would have loved to play them at Belmore. They're two teams down the lower end. I watched that game today too. It ended up being a pretty high scoring game, but. A, it's better to go to a game like that at a small ground because you get a great atmosphere. But even just being a neutral fan watching on TV, it's nice watching a game when you can hear the atmosphere. There's just no atmosphere watching the South Tigers game last night, the, the roars or the cheers or anything. But this Bulldogs game today, it was fantastic. You just felt like it, you know, it was a little bit tribal. So I love the small grounds, and that's you know, but that's I don't I don't know financially how that all works. But they should have more games at Belmore. It was fantastic. Carla, say goodnight to Carla, boys. She's going to watch. Hi, Carla. She uh, she wants to go. She's... Yeah, David's right. The race doesn't start till eleven o'clock. Like, what are you doing, Carla? Come on, you still got she... an Amen. hour and twenty minutes. Back to Josh. She said she's given up if Madge is sacked. Yeah, it's. I believe um... see it though. She's too much of a tiger to do that. Yeah, I think we're all we're all suckers. We'll, we'll be there, Madge or no Madge, but um. Yeah, sorry to cut you, cut you uh, to completely. That's the, how how cooked we are at the moment. We prefer to talk about Formula One than rugby league at the moment. I know I would. Uh, Brock, I want to sit with you, blokes, at the game. Uh, well, if we can convince Shane, yeah, it's going to be a game um, <laughs> by the end of the year. Maybe Leichhardt, last round of the year, Leichhardt, sunny Sunday afternoon. We can uh, convince him to get out there, but. Um, yeah, look, I just need a break. I'm just fucking sick of NRL as a package. It's not even just our games. It's like every game I've watched, it's just shit. Just not. It's really not good. Um, Volandis needs to fuck off away from this game because, look, he pulled it through COVID. Yeah, cool. Fuck it, shit. Just every game is just junk. Uh, oh, fuck. fuck. That's, um, <laughs> we're a bit cooked tonight, but well, Brock, I'm going to head morning. off anyway. Yeah, go, Shane. See you, buddy. So I'll catch you later. Hey, Shane, nice working with you, buddy. I'll see you again. Just I need a break. I know you need a break. Everyone send messages to Shane on Twitter. At uh, I'll bring your uh, (laughs) bring your your hair. I'll I'll can I'll can it out now to get my handle out there. Yeah. No, look, go campaign. I need a break. Sack Pasco. Bring bring Shane back. Everyone hashtag. I'm just so over it. It's just fuck, man. Like I just get so sick of watching it. 
and it's like but I don't enjoy the product. I don't know why you're upset with Pasco. We're turning a profit. Everything's great. Our club's turning oh, a shame. profit. Thanks See for um... <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, Rob. I'm out. <laughs> See you. Bye, mate. <laughs> right, Dave. We'll we'll go on to New South Wales Cup uh, as Shane heads off to Nina Nina uh, Nana, as the Italians call it. Um, right, New South Wales Cup scores. So someone Come mentioned up. it. Noffa scored. Yeah. So Jock Madden kicked a field goal to tie the game. It was twenty-one all draw. I think a bit of a comeback. Oh, um, wow. As well. So. Uh, New South Wales Cup got a draw and they've moved up to second last on the table. So, um, yeah, good win by them in Jersey Flag. They got a pretty big win as well. I did have it in my notes, but I'll bring it back up uh, on the app. So, 40 0 over the Sharks after the Cup today. That These were at Lincoln Oval. Um, the Cup game was for the Tommy Rodonica's Cup. So, I guess they got to share the Tommy Veronica's pretty fitting. Tommy Veronica's is two teams uh, that he played for. He only played for two, didn't he? Do you play for more than West and Newtown? Uh, predominantly West and finished his career at Newtown. Yeah. So his two teams uh, had a draw, funny enough. And in uh, the only other comp going on at the moment, Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, they play tomorrow night, uh, 7 o'clock in Homebush. Uh, at the New South Wales Centre of um, at, at, of Excellence, so that little smick little field across, so you can go up to the fence and uh, watch the girls play on a Monday night, Monday night footy um, with the girls. So uh, I thought we'd have people wanting to call in, but Hodjo, <laughs> you did uh, blame them. Yeah, they're obviously. I mean, credit to everyone joined. We've had pushing ninety um, live streamers at one point. With no notice. With two hours, yeah, two hours notice. Um, yeah, we'll go through some stats from the game. We'll go back to first grade. We're all over the shop. Sure. The, the rundown was You're right. basically. I'm apologising to listeners, Rob. We're. I think we're being entertaining, but. Um, our structure is about as good as the West Tigers at the moment. So a few of the stats, uh, 57% possession. I would love to see, be able to see these stats basically up to uh, when were the tries scored. So the, the romp started kind of... Well, they, they, I know they put their 44 points in the last yeah. three minutes. I think they didn't score till the 17th or 18th minute. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, Josh, but I, I I probably did. I'm just getting forgetful. But six South forwards didn't miss a tackle, which I just think is outrageous. Mm. Especially you've had 18 points scored against you. So I, I just thought that was a bit of a, a damning stat on our on our forwards' hard running or lack of, and yeah, just just not a good sign. Hodge, we got you, buddy. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hear you loud, loud as and clear. What's uh, yes? Were you away from the desk before? No, no, I just uh, didn't have the mic on the right setting, so I was just standing ah, here okay. panicking Technical. while you were like, <laughs> dramas. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so I've got a little bit of a different take on the match situation. Go for it. Love um, a different take. Well, I'm a, I'm a 
avid Mads supporter, first of all. I think that if you if you're picking up coach on passion, I don't think there's a better person out there that I've seen. You can just see he bleeds the whole game. But we are four years in, and I think you mentioned a lot of the faults that he has had. Um, I think I'm okay with them getting rid of him now. But you can't do a four guy. So it can't be Madge. The team's gone bad, so you're out. If Madge goes, there needs to be a whole list of people that were involved that are involved at the moment that need to accept those consequences as well. So I'm kind of like a little bit like you guys in that, you know, a lot of people have had chances in the upper management of West Tigers and they've put Madge in place and Madge has failed, if you want to put it that way, in their view. Well, if he's failed, the supports around him and what's happened to him have failed as well. And that means that the people that are signing, the people that are, um, you know, happy and, and, and kind of accepting his choices and the things he makes needs to be held accountable as well. Because if we just send Madge out, I guess my view is, if we just send Madge out, you've done nothing but shuffle the deck chairs on the Titanic. You're just going to move another bloke in. It's going to be a similar coaching staff. It's going to be the same dudes pulling the strings. And that hasn't worked. So if they're going to do something like this, it needs to be, all right, Madge, you're out. Like, if it's Pasco that's in there with the finances, you're out. Like, I don't think, and if Tim Sheens is the guy we're turning to as the Messiah, he needs to make more than one choice. He can't kind of just go, well, one person's the reason that the whole of the West Tigers are falling apart because that doesn't make any sense. So I think if Madge goes, it, it'll suck because I think he's passionate. I don't think there's going to be a big issue with resigning a lot of the guys. I think, I think you see a lot of the passion that the players have for, one, the Tigers, the supporter base. Yes, Madge is a significant part of that, but we also don't know who comes in in his place, and that person may have that same kind of passion and and kind of I don't know engagement with the players anyway. But my I, I guess I guess yeah, he can't be a four guy. If we're gonna do it, it's got to be holistic. It can't be well, you didn't get it done because. There's, uh, there have to be 45 people. Yeah, I agree with what David just said. They did send Madge's assistance at the end of last year. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that shows the core of the problem. Like, all right, you've removed these assistants, which were a problem. Now you've brought in two new assistants. Now you're going to remove Madge as a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it cannot be – it's got to be a holistic review. It's got to be you can't go – like, you've got to go, you've got to go, you've got to go. We've got to get a whole new – I guess squad or, or 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 view for where the where they need to go. Otherwise, we're just doing what we've always done, which is head coach is gone, nothing changes. Next head coach is gone, nothing changes. We're not going to review his contract. Nothing changes. I also have a little bit of a different take on Madge in that I don't think they should punt him, as in kick him to the curb. I think he's shown how passionate he is about the organisation and the club. I feel like if you're going to remove him, he's contracted till the end of the year, yeah? Next year. And next year. So you know he's going to give you everything. You can see that as the type of person he is. Can you use that in another way? Can we keep his contract? I'm just really down on people just flicking contracts and going, you've got to go. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better for him to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why not use him in pathways in 
helping the lower grades and helping junior rugby or whatever if they're going to do if they're going to go down that path path um the other thing i've always wanted to kind of say discuss with you guys and get your opinions on is we talk we're very flippant in our views on players i feel like we look at someone like jackson hastings yeah quality player doing great things we look at joffa we go well up until probably five weeks ago joffa was probably not a player we would keep in my opinion the last five weeks he's been a revelation he has been amazing he's been a big time but then he slipped again on the weekend so i think as west tigers fans if someone goes ex exceptionally well we kind of jump on them and think they're messiah but I don't think anyone here would say that we have a top four squad. Oh, God, so, no. Of course not. So which players are we really investing in to keep? Does that make sense? Mm. I guess like we look at Tamo. I think Tamo's had the best probably six months in uh, – best six games in uh, his time as a Tiger. Agreed. But I don't see him signing – I don't see signing him next year as a benefit. Um, it's, all, it's all down to money. Yeah, it is down to money, but it also comes down to what you're going to get. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? You, what, what's he going to do for us? Like I look at Joffa and go, all right, if we sign Joffa for something low, a smallish amount, I'd keep him. But if we're going to sign him for 500K, yeah. I, I, that 500K could be better spent in 100 different places in my view. So we've kind of like – we've kind of – I, th I think – as a fan base, we've got to get away from this super attachment we have with these players and with our coaching staff and with and with all that. Yes, they're great and we want to commit to them and we want to do great, but we also need to be realistic in that we've got a lot of players that probably aren't first-grade material. And Joff has taken up his um, – yeah, he's, <laughs> he's actually – he's activated that. Michael just said on Facebook uh, he has a – what's CO stand for? It's an option. Contract extension. Contract, of, yeah, it's a contract option, yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he's taken taken up for next year. What the money's for, I have no idea. But so Joffa's another year at least as well. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's he's replaceable, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think um we've got a we hold on to people because we're so passionate and we want to support people as a Tigers fan base. Like I think you know. It's a, it's a thing, isn't it? If you're a tiger, you're a tiger. And if someone shows, if someone's going to go out there and give us something, we're going to give them any, everything. But I guess that kind of shows a little bit with the ruthlessness of us, uh, ruthlessness of the top teams as opposed to us, I guess, in that, you know, there's players that are doing well, but they're, cut, they're cutting people. You know what I mean? Like you look at the roosters and they're, they're, they're like, well, we'll get rid of Crichton if we can grab someone else. Like, we're kind of nervous to get rid of anyone, I think, because we're worried about who's coming in. Um, but the other thing I really wanted to mention was how impressive I feel like our recruitment has been and how totally, like, I don't know, underappreciated it's been. Like, we've got this really good, a budding young group of talent. And then when you've got super talented people in, um, you know, we've got probably the best second row in the competition coming in Papali. You've got Coruscant is probably, in my opinion, the best like the best New South Wales hooker kicking about at the moment. Those two signings are massive, and sure. we just need to gently build guys around them that are going that are kind of like you know you've got yeah, Stefano, even though I think he's taken a step back the last couple of months ever since that mm. injury and that massive hit. I can't remember who it was against, but I mean like 
guys like Simpkins, Simpkins, he's good. He's not great. You know what I mean? We look at Joffa, he's good. He's not great. We look at Zane Musgrove. He's he's my biggest bugbear, Zane Musgrove. He's got he's got the uh, in my view, he has the um, Garner of two years ago, where he'll have a good game and then he'll yeah. miss a tackle and it'll be the most important tackle in the game, yeah. and it happens every week. You know what I mean? So guys like that, I don't know. I don't, I just I think because we're passionate about them, we want them to succeed and stuff. But I just don't think they're our future. Um, so that was a pretty long rant. Sorry, boys. John, so the app is 31 next Four or five year. questions to answer there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, mate. I got on a roll. No, I got on a roll. I'll try and remember a little 30, bit. 31's not old, John. I, I, think I'd, I think I'd ask two, two, two good years the, the, the club's going to say, uh, look, you know, our, Pasco's not in the footy department anymore. Sheens has only been there for six months. Is that enough to say that things have changed now so Pasco can't be blamed for any of that stuff previously? Because he has nothing to do with the footy now. He literally does. So if you know that he's got nothing to do with the footy, would you keep him? My view on that whole situation is if you change, you holistically change. We're not tw- we're not tinkering because we're a top four side trying to be number one. Yeah, We're tinkering because we're at the bottom of the table and things have not worked and are not working. So I don't think... I, th- I think you need a holistic change of view. Now, I'm I'm slightly different on um, on Pasco than everyone. I feel like Pasco, whether you put him in a box or whatever, I feel like he deserves to see out the the um, center of excellence. The build. I feel like that was his yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Okay. I feel like he could see out the center of excellence, but I also think it's stale from the club if we keep him any longer. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I agree. People, people roll through. We like, we need flesh blood. We need fresh ideas because our ideas are not working. And that's unfortunately from, and that doesn't matter whether you take it from the on field to the top of the field. All right. We've made a break. All right. He's done some good things and he's got us there. He is also responsible for some of the probably most damaging things when it comes to on football departments. So I feel like he needs to, well, to be honest, if he if he was probably honest with himself, he's done his time with the Tigers. If he wants to, wherever he wants to go, he wants to go. That's fine. But we need change. Change can't be one person. Change needs to be holistic. I think Tim Sheen's maybe a good part of that change. Seems to be okay so far, but it can't stop there. You know what I mean? Like we need, we need. If we're going to change, we need new ideas. We need new people in positions of power, and we need like a different direction. I guess. Yeah. The with the second part of what you said earlier, Podjo, the fact that the club doesn't deem Madge to be a coach that can develop players just answered that second part of your question. They won't put him in pathways. They won't put him helping the juniors or whatever because they don't think he'll nurture those players into being better players. So I, I feel like Madge is either head coach or, or you know, goodbye, Charlie. So I, I don't think that had happened. Um, you said something about Tamo, whether we should keep him or not. If if his best six games are his last six games or thereabouts, if, like he's going to be on a cheap contract regardless. If he can produce – I know, we, I mean, geez, I know you want to get better props, et cetera. We all do. But if he can produce that form next year, surely he's worth keeping. If he can't produce that form – we don't keep him. What what would you say to that? I would I would agree and disagree. I guess I agree. I could see the logic in keeping yep. him if he's if he's pumping out the next like 
the next six weeks or the next 10 weeks, if he produces dazzling form, well, yeah, you're probably tempted. But also feel like there's a shelf life. And he has, I don't know, I just think, I just think, Props, one of those, and you know, everybody's got their own opinion and that kind of stuff. But I think props, one of those positions where I think the only place he ever gets found out for me is lateral movement, and I'm concerned that one year older, slightly slower left and right, probably can punch it up big. He's probably going to punch it up well till he's fifty because he's massive. But I'm worried about the holes in our defense in the middle. Always seem to be us missing that lateral movement. Does that make sense? That one step off the line, the someone not coming back. So I don't I'm not going to put him in and say, oh, he's the only guy that does that. It's far from it. It's half our forward pack. But I just feel like they're the things we need to start to eradicate. You know what I mean? Like we've got to start going, all right, if we're gonna focus on defense like we talked about, then one of the things our forwards need to be able to do is tackle laterally. And I feel like Yazane Musgroves, I feel like Tamia to an extent, I feel like, you know, it, to be honest, this is going to sound pretty bad because he's probably been one of our best players for a long time, but I think Luciano Leilu is another one that that lateral movement can be can be questionable and it costs us in big, in big moments, especially when fatigue kicks in. When they're early on and they're crazy, but... Yeah, when they're early on, they're full on, they're crazy and everything's going nuts. People, are adrenaline's up. But when they're fatigued and they're in the back end and you need that little bit extra, I just don't know if they can give it to us. But, yeah, so I guess, look, if they sign him, I wouldn't be against it if he's killed it for the rest of the year. But what's our end goal there? You know what I mean? We've got that young, is it Pole? Vanilla Pole coming Vanilla through. Pole, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do we, do we like, is, is Tamiya going to make us finals worthy? No, he he might not. He might not, Hodjo, but that, that won't be his job. He's oh yeah. He'll he'll be on a couple hundred k. At the end of the day, a couple of people said I don't think we'll find anyone better. At the end of the day, you got to fill thirty roster spots, and I think for two hundred k, I think he's off field. Uh, his leadership being at Concord at training alone, and a bit of depth, like he. I've said it a couple of last couple of weeks. If he only pay if we pay him two hundred K next year and he only plays 10, 10 games, I think it's still not a bad option. Just having there is a bit of depth. Don't don't make him one of the uh consistent rotation guys. You need depth in the roster um as well. But I think there's you gotta you gotta remember it's more than just um like playing NBA two K where you're trading um names and numbers and all that thing for statistics there's a human element as well and i think jimmy tamo adds a lot in terms of leadership for the younger guys like he's a guy he's a guy who's never been in trouble um like he's a good family guy like he's just i think having guys like him around the club even if he might he's not going to be there to win a grand final but no the guys that win you grand finals are the ones that are on the big bucks it's your it's your 800 and million dollar plus guys that make the big plays well that's uh yeah do, do you not think though, that we, yeah agreed but do you not think that I, th- I appreciate everything he's done up to now and i actually am a huge fan of him as well but do you not think it's time to pass the baton on to your hastings dewey probably happy 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and I don't. I think you mentioned it in a much earlier one. I feel like Dewey is our skipper moving forward. Yeah, and you could probably argue that Jackson's probably fighting him for that position. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they're both. I don't think anybody would be upset if either of them got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. We're we're kind of in that transition phase anyway of of moving our leadership. I feel like to a younger group, and I know it doesn't hurt to have up, another yeah, ex- sure. another experienced guy there and all that kind of stuff. I just wonder if we're we're kind of bringing in some talent. We're bringing in some older guys, um, but I feel like that kind of means that that shift should go through as well. Does that make sense? Like some of our older guys probably need to step on oh, without John, I, like. I, was gonna say, I look at it. I look at Tamo honestly as a last piece of the puzzle. I don't, I don't even yeah. think worthy of a, like a major topic, so to speak. I'm happy to talk about him. Don't get me wrong. But to me, if he's playing well at the end of the year, I don't want the club to, to go to him and say, Jimmy, do you want to bat out another year? I want Tamo to come to us and say, I want to play another year. I, I mm. if he can, if he can play to his, you know, the better part of his form, then I'm, I'm happy for him to have another year. But I do agree with you. If he said, you know what, I've had enough, or I don't want to play, or whatever, I'm not going to lose any sleep over him not being there. Yeah. And and I like the bloke. He's an absolute clean skin. I agree with Josh on everything he said there in terms of what he brings to the club. But let's Just be top realistic. Bloke too. But let's be realistic. His form in twenty twenty one wasn't worthy of his signing. Like really last done. year, last year he barely had a good game. No disrespect, but this year, you know, he's probably put more good games this year than what he combined in all his games last year. So, if he wants to play for us next year, then we will get something out of him. If he's like iffy or fifty fifty, or the club actually needs to say to him, "Mate, we want you for another year. We're building. We need some leadership." Blah blah blah. I'd rather he retired. That, that's yeah. where I think a, jo- a job within the club. I think he'd be pretty good. Off the yeah, give him the mentor. If, if if Penrith or North Queensland or someone like that don't want him back because you know he's got a great reputation. I don't think he'd move. as well. He's got three, mm. three or four young kids in school. I don't think he'd move out of Sydney. Someone said before he's looking at the UK. I couldn't see him picking up and moving his family to England. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe they want to an adventure as a family. I don't know. I have no idea what his mindset would be there, but he'd have three young boys that are all in school in Sydney. Um, he lives, still lives out Penrith way. I'm pretty sure. Cause he mentioned uh, in the interview the other day about stopping at the M4 Maccas on the way back from training. He's always tempted to get a cheeseburger on the way home. But um I just want to mention one thing to Hodjo too. Hodjo, you're talking about those other guys, Luch, and I think you mentioned uh, Musgrove and obviously Jimmy with their lateral movement. Mate, take a look at Stefano. Seriously. Yeah, I don't dis- I don't disagree. That's a worry, mate. The try last night, the, the try that Burton scored last week when CPJ, Tavita Pengai Jr. stepped inside him at in literally the second minute of the first half. That's just not a good sign for a young bloke you know, in terms of lateral movement. So I think all big blokes have that lateral issue, mate. I, I just, I, I accept that when you get older, that's the first thing that kind of goes, your lateral movement, your vertical and backward speed isn't so disadvantaged, but your lateral stuff's the first to go. But I, I see that in a lot of forwards, you know, getting wrong-footed. And, and Luch has never been a super strong defender anyway, but, you know, yeah. he, 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 but that's a... 
I think that um, that that's what I yeah that I, I may not have kind of I think that's our problem is we have too many of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, we do. And and yeah. if you look at the tries yeah. we've leaked, it's a it's a lot of lazy marker stuff where you know the ball's been turned back inside, and you know like the the Marshall King break last week, or you know the, yeah. the Cody Walker coming inside last night and basically scoring under the post. He literally ran through three forwards. So and mm. you know it's it's just not acceptable. So. Yeah, no, we, we do have a lot of that going on. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've answered everything you've asked because it was a pretty good rant. <laughs> Derek, Derek's <laughs> comment on Facebook. So he's mentioned Brooksy. Um, I know the Brooksy argument is just constant, but in the context of what you said with Tarmel, Brooksy, whatever, if Tarmel signs on, he'll be on one sixth of what Brooksy gets paid next year. So I think the Brooks. Brooks's contract is more of a worry, and he's playing really well with Jacko uh, in the halves. I still think he was, apart from his, he kicks out in the full um, the other night. He's, they still look like they're building a pretty good combo in the halves there, but we do. Can I have... ask Hodjo that question, uh, Josh? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Hodjo. Let, let's so... just let's just say Adam's not available in the next game. Do you, do you stick with Brooks, and do you play or do you play Madden? In his place, I'm going to, and I'm going to give you a next question after that. If they're all available, where do you play Adam Dwayne? Um, okay, so you know, everybody always rips on Brooksy 100%, and I understand that. And my view on Brooksy is very similar to my view on Tamiya, and that is, will he be our half or five eight if we ever make it to a grand final? And I honestly think he won't be like this is this is my perception when putting together a team. I guess is I would actually prefer to run with Jock Madden for now. And people are going to be like, "Oh, Brooksy's playing well," and Brooksy does play okay. And he at right this stage in his game, Brooksy is a better player than Madden. I don't think many people would argue that. Or some people would because some people absolutely hate Brooksy, but I don't think many people would argue with that. Um, but I feel like. We're coming second last. We really need to find the next. We don't need to find the next Benji Marshall, but we definitely need to find the next something. And holding on to a Brooksy, to me, like holding on to a Brooksy, to me, look, he's slaved his guts out. He's a great member of the West Tigers family. Nobody can question his commitment and and yes, he does some really dumb things, but wow, he does some super amazing things as well. I think everybody can say that. But I just don't see him as our future. And in that regard, I wouldn't play him. I'd play Jock. And I know that would ruffle a lot of people's feathers. Added to that, my future halves bearing is Jackson Hastings, um, Adam Dewey. That's yeah. half and five eight. And the reason for that is actually some of Dewey's failings, in my opinion. He's not a strong defender. And the amount of times I've seen people say he needs to play center or he needs to play lock, I'm kind of like, he really isn't either of those positions. He can play center and he's a great ball runner and he's a great, he's very strong, but he is not a good defender. And I feel like, his strengths are give him the ball, let him run, let him create. And I feel like you're kind of hamstringing him if you're shoehorning him into centre or you're trying to shoehorn him into lock. I just don't see 
how either of those positions are good for him moving forward. For me, it's Jackson Hastings is our, hopefully, our halfback for the next 30 years. Everybody's been screaming for years. someone to – Yeah, definitely. I exaggerate a little bit. <laughs> um, um, he, we've, we want an organiser. We've got one. All right? Lock him up. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody would be really disappointed if he's the key piece for us for a very long time. Mm. But then you want someone that's super creative and a great ball runner. I see kind of, I guess, Adam in a in a, um, and this is gonna this is ridiculous because he's not done what he's done. But I see him in as a better version of Whiten. And he's big, he's strong, he runs, but I think he's a better ball player than Whiten. I know he hasn't achieved what Whiten has achieved in the game, and he may not, but. That's I see his upside, I guess, as a better version of him. He may never reach it, but so I don't know if that answered Rob, but yeah. He's a much better ball player. Like I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I, I still say Jack Whiten's game is he, um, you know, he, he really can't create for anyone. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah, but, but he's um, a deadly ball runner. But I, I certainly agree that he's not a lock, but I like I, I was going on the theory that, you know, if we got four guys that are kind of, you know, first grade worthy, like mm. Happy with our centres. This is why I asked you about where you'd put Dwayne because Dwayne he's my five eight two. Okay, yeah, but me too. If our centres aren't going well, and you've got Naden filling one spot, we're having a time with that other other centre spot. In just for the sake of the season, wouldn't you play Dwayne say at right centre, and then and then run with Jock or run with Brooks? Even though you're not getting the same performance at five eight. You're getting a much better performance at centre, and you're not losing as much at five eight. That that's my logic anyway. I mean, that's I not, do. I I, I think, think I'd back. I think I'd back Dewey to get us two tries, and our centres to let him one. Does that make yeah. sense? Like yeah. I think I I still think Adam's young. He hasn't played a lot of five eight. You, this is a perfect time. We're not going to get to the finals, like realistically. Mm. So this is the time to give him that experience to make mistakes to be good to be bad Build a combination yeah and then go into next year knowing that our halves combination is locked up for the next 47 years yeah yeah you, you do exaggerate on the years but um, <laughs> 47 months maybe um yeah so i've got the contracts up in front there but in terms of brooksy look uh i started luke brooks island well i believe i was I started Luke Brooks Island. Some people might argue that, but at the end of the day, uh, as Rob just said, look at that four guys who could fill the halves and you can't pay more than a million dollars. There's no point. So Brooksy's contract, um, look, you got you got to pick one. You can't spend all that money. And it's Jackson and Adam for me as well. Like as much as I love Brooksy, and as you said, uh, Rob, he's been then Hodjo as well. He's a tiger at heart and junior and all that sort of thing. But I, I can't – I don't want Adam and Jackson to be out of this club. I want them to be playing for us for the next 30-odd years, as you said, Hodger. Totally agree. And if we want to keep him and spend the cap wisely, we can't be paying Luke Brooks a million dollars. So but if they can get think- shed that contract next year and get a centre or something – um, around Jackson and Adam, I think you, you can't. I don't think there's a logical way to get past that. I think I think to get past it as well a little bit. 
We've seen 200 games of Brooksy, and his strengths are still his strengths, and his negatives are still his negatives, if that makes sense. Um, And I think – so we know what we're getting because the sample size is so large. So I feel like it's time to get another sample of something going so we can see a difference in what it becomes, I guess. Like, you know what Brooks is going to give you. You know he's going to pull off some amazing tackles. You know he's going to put Luke Garner in a few holes. You also know he's going to kick it out on the full or he's going to just have an absolute spaz attack on something. Do you know what I mean? Like, But you also know that he's going to give you every ounce of blood he's got. But we know that. We've seen the 180 to 200 games of him. I think it's time to kind of see something else because I don't think he's such a polarizing character and I think that's purely just because those mistakes you see from him you're still seeing from him from when he was a 50 game player but you're also still seeing those amazing plays that you were seeing when he was a 50 game player I don't I wouldn't say that he's changed his game or improved considerably in the last 80 games if that makes sense so I think when you've got that really highlight highlight package of Dewey and Hastings, kind of blows my mind that you that you wouldn't even give it you wouldn't give it the opportunity to see what it can produce because its high end is extremely high. Its high end puts us without having halves issues for a long time, and I think that's been probably one of our weakest areas for since Scott Prince maybe. Um. Jock Madden, Vaughan's said he picked Jock Madden over Brooks. Uh, in terms of in a vacuum, which player? I mean, Brooks is pro- – you could say Brooks is not going to get any better and Jock Madden is on the up. But at the end of the day as well, I think Jock Madden, you'd probably keep him – how much money would it take to keep Jock Madden? It's certainly not over a million dollars. So uh, it's probably it's half smart. Yeah. If, Jock Madden on half Brooks money makes it makes way more sense as well. You don't know Jock Madden, he looked pretty good at Leichhardt last week. You can't judge a guy on one game, but um, yeah, I feel like Jock, Jock Madden letting him go, you can see him becoming uh, part of a part of a Fox Sports listicle of players we let go because <laughs> he becomes a good uh, a good buy for someone else. You also got to look at the elephant in the room as well. Can we keep Dewey on the park? Like. That's, uh, you know, yeah. he's he's a, you wouldn't say he's injury prone. He's not a little, but, you know, there's been enough instances with him being, I'd like, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but interesting to know how many games he's played out of the time he's been here. Um, everybody can see the talent, the passion. Sorry, I missed that. You go. Going to that for him. Being too injury prone. You end up getting through about 19 years. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like, but I mean, like, you still need that backup, don't you? Yeah, of course. Like, of course. For all we know, for all we know, he never gets injured again, and that's amazing. But mm. if you don't have that potential backup, well, yeah, it becomes an issue. Uh, right, well, Rob, I forgot to get chains three, two, one from Friday. Yeah, um, Hodjo, Hodjo can you, fill in. Yeah, Hodjo, you can pick chains. Three, two, one. This week, Oof, um, while, while you have while you have a thought, you have a think about it. Have a think yeah. about it, Rob. 
who are you thinking this week? Uh, I'm definitely. I don't know your stats, uh, Josh, but I'm definitely going to go with Naden for three points. Other than wow, the one trip, okay. other than one on one on one strip, he played amazingly well in attack and defence. Uh, you know, he Let must have the comments too, guys. Yeah, um, oh, I, I, I don't know how many meters he ran, but he had to have run something between 150 and 200. Uh, it's a toss up for two points and one point for me. I'm going to just lean to Dane Laurie for two points. I actually you know, didn't realise what we were missing without him, you know, having seen him come back. His link play was great. Looked sharp in attack. Uh, just wish he didn't get ankle tapped, guys, or we, we could have been up 18-0 because uh, he had Naden and Garner on either side of him. Uh, and Ken Mamalo. Ken Mamalo, you know, he didn't have many tackles or anything. But two great tries. Had a, had a you know, at least seven or eight runs and, and would have busted out about 150 metres or thereabouts. So... Kenny's been, our, you know, one of our best and most consistent players the last few weeks. So I'm not, if anyone gives a forward any points, I'm never coming back on the show. I'm just warning you, Josh, and I'm warning yeah. Hodge. But one, other, <laughs> one forward gets a point, all right? Yeah, I think I've I might, got a lot of, peop- a lot of people I'd like to give minuses to. Yeah, same here. I think I might be the same as you, just different order. Um, Rob, to be honest, I think I'm going to go Kenny uh, for three. Dane yep. for two, because uh, yeah, Dane, Dane looked pretty good. The back there, um, in this, yeah, there's no one really. There's no those three guys head and shoulders above the above the rest, aren't they? Also in the background, I mean, Jackson Hastings, you can make maybe an argument for, but I think Naden definitely deserves a point. Yeah, I'll go, um, I'll go Ken Dane. Uh, Maybe. I was even thinking of giving Twally a point because he didn't miss a tackle. percent <laughs> again. Yeah. God, I thought it was Pe- Peachy's best game. Whose best game? Sorry, Hodger. Peachy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess if I was going, I would have picked the same three guys. Actually, if I was being brutally honest, but I would have given Dane. I thought Dane's impact changes our team considerably. Unfortunately, we're just constantly on the back foot. Um, you need to swear if you're doing three, two, one, no dramas. Yeah. And um, old Brenton, I thought I think I think Naden's been a bit of a revelation in a position that we've been horrific at. Um, so I think he's he's added a little bit of flair and that kind of stuff. And I think my player for the year almost. Apart from the game he got dropped in a couple before, it's Kenny Mamalo. That dude is just unstoppable. Mm. And he changes the way we bring the ball back at the start of a set. Like, I always get frustrated when one of our forwards runs, makes six metres, and then Kenny takes the next one or takes the first one into 50 blokes and makes 12. Like, I'm like, it, it hurts me emotionally when that happens, I think. He's doing it under duress, too. Like, the guy's not 100% fit. You can oh. see it. Every time he like he can't get up. There's something wrong with his right leg. He literally, you know, struggles to get off the ground. It's it's amazing. Yeah, agreed. Like I, I can't get over how much strapping the bloke's wearing. Fair dinkum. Uh David said fullback organizes defense. He wouldn't give Dane points because of his because of the defense. I mean, he's not the one missing the tackle. So it's just yeah, I was gonna say the, the missed miss tackle, the missed tackle numbers. Yeah, he actually did actually. I think he missed seven or something, but um Look, to be honest, David, fuck man, look at the scoreline. Like, uh, I, hear not, I get what he's yeah. saying. But, yeah, we get what yeah. you're saying, but like, who else are you going to give points? We have to give points to three guys. Like, 
it's um it's tough. It's not like whereas the week before we would have given it to seven different guys, eight different guys. The other thing too with fullbacks, they really shouldn't be making any tackles. So if the fullback's got to make a tackle, who's missed the ones in the front line for him to have to make a tackle? You know, so yeah. someone's missed one before him, so he, he's going to you know be trying to tackle in a in a pretty bad situation. I Bill just don't have a. Oh, sorry. This comment here, Hojo, sorry to cut you off. He reckons said Naden's only filling in for Dwayne when he comes back. Uh, is he? There's two center no, positions. Who, who said that? Uh, Pill Zaps on YouTube. Oh, agree with you, bro. If, if, if you're not impressed, go have a look at that game again and, and just look how dangerous Naden was every time. But there's, two, there's two center positions. Who, yeah, who's like, ahead of Naden and Adam? Like Starfield. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't thinking think Starfield. Until Al comes back. Talau well, he's, not, he's not back till the end. Of, yeah. Plus, he might move to the well, forwards Kapoa. as well. <laughs> There's a few guys that they can. Nah, that no they way. Can. Naden, Naden's got to be there. Like, Naden, Naden and Adam for me. What do you reckon, Hodjo? Uh, I totally agree. I think um, Brent Naden could be the attacking centre we've been missing for a long time. There's a part of me that actually, like I said, in, in my idealistic world that would slot uh, Dewey straight into 5'8", and then bring uh, Jimmy Roberts back into the centres. And I feel like we'd have – he's another one that has been horrible for the last two years, but then this year's done quite well. But I still wouldn't sign him next year on the – on like based. But I think he's been great this year. And I think him and Naden makes a pretty – we've lacked pace out there for a while. And I yeah. feel like they give us a bit of pace and they give us a bit of – X factor, I guess. I know that's a stupid word because you know what's X factor, but they just give us a bit of that that talent that's gonna, you know, I guess is gonna get us a try every now and then out of nothing. The Brooks I, said Brooks at hooker, like it's, it's something that's come up. I'm you know what? I, I'm starting to consider that, Josh. Seriously. I'm so try for it. it. Just try. I'm it. starting to consider it. the guy can the tackle. Over. Yeah, we, we, we've I'm got to, so for it. We've got to try it till Appy comes. I wasn't a fan of it, but after last night, I, I've been, you know, in Simpkins' corner for a long time, but geez, he got shrugged off deeply mm. a few too many times last night. I mean, Jimmy Roberts. Know, it wasn't through lack of effort. Tim said Jimmy Roberts. I don't think Jimmy, you picked Jimmy Roberts over Naden either. I think Naden, I know no. it's only been two games, but... But the problem um, with Jimmy Roberts this year too, he's going to have a good game and he's going to play so well that he's busted every bone in his body and yeah. then he can play the next week. Like We just can't keep him on the field every week. Uh, Pill said that why did Dogs and Panthers let Nathan? Well, Panthers, when the thing is when you're a good team, you, all your players start demanding more money and just that's why we get an, why they let Appy go is because their players... Uh, the value of your players go up and then they spill out something's got to give. So Isaiah oh, Sargo, they... Stephen Crichton, there's a couple of reasons. The dogs yeah, also... also the dogs are spilling over coming last and they're spilling over their cap anyway. Exactly. It's uh, it's purely it's business. It's not um I don't think it's necessarily down to Nate not being a good player. It's just uh centers are expendable. So um yeah, and Nate, he said Nate is on, ain't on good bunny. Well, that's good, isn't it? I think he was on the he was at the Bulldogs, buddy. He's four hundred four fifty. Well, they're, yeah, yeah, they're paying they're paying half his wage. So um, I think Nathan's been. Um, but that's the Bulldogs' problem. They keep, they keep paying stupid money for outside backs. They they did it with Nick Cottridge at one stage. They did it with uh, Watini Zelezniak. 
Uh, they've done it with Corey Allen. They've done it with Naden. They've done it with Josh Adokar. Like, they need a fucking halfback. They're so stupid. You know, they've just spent it on all these other positions. So, yeah. Yeah, that's their problem. We'll, we'll you know, we, we want other clubs to fuck up. So, like we used to do. So, the we can get a, make us look out of bases. Yeah, exactly. It could always be worse. Could always be the Bulldogs. Um, I was a bit worried they were going to win today, though. But um, yeah, hopefully we get a, get a win against them. What is it? Two games time. I yeah, think? two games time. And then Canterbury. Um, Hojo, thanks for being the second half Shane. So <laughs> unlike uh, unlike last night, the second half was uh, pretty strong. You coming on? <laughs> you um, coming off the bench and? Bringing us home, I think it was. I think it was a victory tonight for the show. No dramas. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, boys. It was good to to get a bit of a, a chat in, and I've watched you boys for a lot for a long time. So keep thanks doing for, it. Thanks for being a Patreon member as well. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you want to join Hojo, Rob, myself, and all the um, yeah, we're building up a cool little community in there, um, chatting away, and Rob gives uh, all these inside knowledge and that sort of thing in there as well and game days is always fun uh, it's also a chatting. great place it's also a great place to throw all your toys out of the pram exactly yeah you know you can <laughs> maybe i should start swearing uh in there and not and less on our twitter account but um with the buy the buy coming up we've got a few things in the works um and why shane has a bit of a uh, bit of a holiday, so I'm going to bring. Might do a half season survey for those who listened in previous years. Um, we did end of year. I think we did a half year. Did we do a half year last year, Rob? I think I did a survey. Uh, yeah, you did it mid year. Yeah, so I'll send send out a link. Google, let us know. Let the people know how they feel about certain players, about the coach. Um, whether or not we'll have, yeah, won't have to uh, wait for Madge uh, situation there. But plenty of questions, like a quiz for everyone to answer. I'll drop that link on the socials, try and get as many people to fill it in so we can get a great sample size. And it's always fun discussing uh, with people, um, seeing what the people, West Tigers fans, are thinking and then a little bit in that as well. Tell us about what you like and don't like about this show because, um, yeah, we're always trying to make this show uh, better and better. And, um, yeah, so much fun with these live streams happening as well. Um, yeah, but um, also we're trying – we were – Rob, we're trying to get a certain West Tigers player that's beloved by literally every... We, yeah, I, I'm not sure if we should do that given the current climate, yeah. Josh. I don't know what you think. Or so, I, might run, I run it. We'll, run we'll it see. Then. We'll let, let the match yeah. shit, shit get sorted and we'll um, start trying the, to get... Josh, I, I think if you look at it from a club perspective, not that we've, or we always be Canterbury, but you know, you've also got to think if we're going to get rid of Madge we're going to do it before the Canterbury game because it looks really bloody stupid to beat Canterbury and then and sack a coach. And we've got Canterbury in three weeks. So that's the other thing that, you know, kind of points to something happening in the next – even Manly. Manly's – we could probably still lose to Manly, but they're without Trevojevic. So I, I just can't imagine we win two games in a row and then they sack Madge if it's meant to happen after a mid-season review. So I, I think if something's going to happen, it's going to happen the next week or so. 
David on YouTube. Nice pod boys. First time on YouTube. He's usually watching on Twitter or Thanks, catching the show on Spotify. Yeah, the YouTube, um, like I said, Monday's episode cracked 900. So a lot of, we can see now a few of our numbers moving across to the YouTubes and to the Facebook um, watching us. And I try, I'm trying to make the show more enjoyable to watch with um, bringing stuff up on the screen. So for those listening audio only, there's a few bringing people's comments up and that sort of thing. Interacting with you guys is um, great fun, a great way to what the South fan said, uh, told me on Twitter today that uh, I need to seek therapy. My therapy is you guys. So uh, thanks for everyone joining. Had close to 100 people on the live stream tonight. Uh, as we end, drop it in the comments. Uh, regulars will know how to end the show. Hodge, I'm sure you know how to end the show. As always, even when the filthy oh, rabbitos put close to 50 <laughs> points on us, uh, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Yeah, the boys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at WestLifePod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for WestLife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash WestLife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the WestLife Podcast.